Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome back to another episode of Let's Ride with Chris Harris Jr. and Patrick Coyote. I am Patrick Coyote. I'm, of course, joined by Chris Harris Jr., the Denver Broncos Super Bowl 50 champion, all-decade cornerback. Chris, my man, how are you doing? It's good to see your face again. Yeah. Oh, doing good, man. Glad to be back on. We had a good interview with TD. It's finally out. Yes, so sir. everybody, make sure y'all go out and check that out. Yes, sir. Yeah, it was a good interview with TD right before the second uh, preseason game for the Denver Broncos against the San Francisco 49ers. Unfortunately, that game ended in an L for the Broncos, 21 to 20. Another last second, last minute heartbreaker in the preseason for the Broncos. While they have the L, there were a lot of positives that fans and coaches took away from that game. We're going to talk a little bit about that today. We're going to recap this game. We're going to give our positive and negative takeaways. We're going to look forward to the last preseason game. I can't believe it, Chris. Preseason's yep. finally over. We're going to get into the regular season here soon enough. Broncos' last preseason game is Saturday, August 26th against the Los Angeles Rams. It's going to be at 6 p.m., Pacific time. But Chris, in that 21-20 loss, there were some Broncos that had some games, man. There, there were some Broncos that had some big games. I think the biggest one that we got to talk about, you know, you were an undrafted free agent. This guy's an undrafted free agent, Jaleel McLaughlin, mm -hmm. the running back. Uh, seven carries, 45 yards, two touchdowns, one receiving touchdown, one rushing touchdown. What'd you think of Jaleel McLaughlin, man? I, I think this dude might yeah. he might be a lock. He might be a roster yeah. already. Yeah, I think he is a lot just because your other two running backs are kind of uh, – I would say Williams, he's kind of uh, in between, but he's not like a breakaway like Tony Pollard type running back, like a speed no. running back. So this guy kind of gives you a different dynamic and what uh, Sean Payton can use. You know, he throws the ball to his running backs. Um, yeah. He likes running backs with speed that can catch the ball at the backfield. Also um, – be able to throw screens and little dump offs like he did with Kamara. So I think this guy fits great. You know, I think he might be the yeah. undrafted guy that keeps the, um, you know, the streak alive. And uh, so I think he might be a lot. Yeah. And McLaughlin, huge game, had some great moves as well. Um, I, I think that this guy definitely fits that type of mold. Like you're talking about that Sean Payton mm -hmm. role where, You've got that. You've got your running back, your big bruiser back. So you've got your P Ryan, you've got your Williams, and then you've got your lightning in a bottle, which I feel like is Jaleel McLaughlin. That dude is special. He's going to be amazing to watch this season. Other top performers: Jonathan, uh, Jonathan Cooper, two tackles, one sack. Zach Allen, mm -hmm. three tackles, one sack. Those guys were coming at Trey Lance uh, with ferocity uh, yeah. in that second preseason game. Do you think that Zach Allen? You know, that big free agent signing, Jonathan Cooper is one of those guys that's been getting better every year, but this might be the year that he turns it around. Yeah. Do you think Zach Allen is a big part of that? And do you think he's going to continue yeah. to make these kind of opportunities for these edge rushers? Yeah. Oh, yeah. When you have a guy like Zach Allen, he's going to command a double team, you know. So if he's if he's um, dominating inside, um, four-man rush, more than likely he's going to have two guys on him. So um, yeah. that's going to open it up for – Gregory for Cooper for Frank Clark so hopefully he can continue to make uh have problems in the inside to create those one-on-one -on -one matchups outside you know usually yeah. 
you have dominant edge rushers where they're getting the chips, they're getting the double yeah. teams, you yeah. know. Um, so and you can do a lot more one on ones in the inside. But uh, if we yeah. have a guy that's a problem, uh, that's pushing the quarterback back into the uh, pushing those old linemen back into the quarterback's lap, that's going to be an issue for other teams. So hopefully, uh, Zach Allen can continue to be dominant like he is. Yeah, a lot of instances in that San Francisco game of Zach Allen uh, commanding a double team, like you said, and then Gregory's mm-hmm. getting free. Cooper's got to have his free path to the to the quarterback. It's amazing to see, um, you, you know, staying on the defensive side, saying Bassey had himself another great day, uh, yeah. another interception, two interceptions on the preseason. Do you think that Bassey's going to have, you know, a, a much bigger role? in this defense going yeah. forward into the regular season as a guy who's yeah. kind of seen as a, a bubble dude, he's kind of making yeah. a name for himself. Well, I think they said Williams has a hurt ankle. So we, you yeah. know, what ankles, those usually bother you, you know, for a DB, you know, they're going to, it's going to bother you for about three weeks, you know, just yeah. being honest. And we play a position where we're mm-hmm. reacting. We don't, we don't know where we're going. Right. You don't yeah. know how you're going to step, you know, <laughs> as a DB. So he's gonna yes. have to get so Bassey's gonna have to get ready to play, you know. Yeah. Uh you know, he's gonna have to be ready to go week one because we don't know if yeah. K1 is gonna be uh automatically one hundred percent ready to go when the season starts. So he has some time, yeah. he still has some couple weeks. Uh hopefully he can get back one hundred percent and you know, but um I think he's playing solid. He's definitely gonna have a role in the secondary. So uh you gotta have a backup for the slot. Uh, for Williams, so I think he he's pretty much won that position. Yeah, I, I, it's going to be interesting to see what happens when Riley Moss comes back. You know, are yeah. they going to keep him in that nickel role? Are they going to feel more comfortable with Bassey in that role? I think Bassey is probably the one that I would feel most comfortable with in that role, considering mm-hmm. he has the experience. Uh, he, he's been in this system before. He understand he he knows how to communicate with these guys, and that's the biggest part. Right. Uh, Last top performer here. This one's uh, this one's pulled out of my own uh, my own heart and soul. <laughs> Riley Dixon, the oh, yeah. punter, sixty yards per punt was the average in San Francisco. That mm-hmm. is pretty great. Uh, there was one punt that I think got returned a little bit too far for my liking. Uh, Ronnie Bell broke a couple tackles and and you know made some moves. But man, Chris, it, it's great to see that the Broncos finally have a punter and a punting yes. unit that is getting more than 40 yards a punt. This is great. This is, this is, these are great things, especially going into Denver, going into the regular season where that altitude and that air is your friend as a punter and as a special teams unit, the more time that you have to be able to run downfield, the more time you have to make a better play on the ball. And it showed this last week too, that muffed punt, set the Broncos up for a big touchdown uh, by Jaleel McLaughlin. So those are the things that we want to keep seeing from the Denver Broncos unit. Like we said, the next preseason game this Saturday, August 26th against the Rams. This should be a good matchup of the second and third units for both of these teams. Um, But Chris, I want to get into, uh, you know, our positive takeaways from Mm -hmm. this last game. Every preseason game we want to look at with a, we do take it with a grain of salt, but we also want to look at it from that big perspective. What are the things that we can take away from this game uh, and build upon that are positive and negative? So yeah, let's let's go through our positive takeaways here. Russell Wilson, yeah, looked much better. 
Right. You think? Oh, yeah. I think he was definitely – he improved from game one. And I think it's just about protection. And then also, yeah. Russell, he can't hold the ball long either. He has to be able to get it out, make fast decisions. If it's not there, try to create with his legs, you know, and put pressure on the defense. Make him make them play his running, make him play his arm and his legs, you know. Yeah. And um, I think that's what he did. He showcased that a little bit yeah. uh, versus the uh, 49ers. And he looked, he looked a lot faster to me, you know. So yeah. hopefully he's getting back to wanting to do that. Uh, and that's where it starts at, you know. Uh, oh, line, I haven't. I was high on them before preseason. There, yeah. They're still, they're 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 not holding up right now. So hopefully, no. uh, once the season comes, they can pick it up. But uh, Russ is gonna need some better protection definitely during the year. Yeah, it, it's getting a little better. You know, yeah. last game was not good at all, yeah. and maybe that has something to do with the field condition. You know, we. We could start all kinds of conspiracy theories, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I think they looked a little bit better, mm-hmm. but to your point, that protection still has to improve. There's still yeah. so much room for improvement and it showed in the, it showed in the San Francisco game as well, but man, he looked decisive. He knew yeah. what he was doing. He was going into to each and every play that he was in. He only did one drive, but that yeah. one drive was more than enough for Sean Payton to say, okay, you're, you're fine. Like you, you're in a good spot. This is a good defense that you're playing against. And he, he was making decisions. Uh, it, he, he knew when to take off with the ball. He was reading the defense perfectly. Uh, there, there was one right. throw that maybe got away from him just a little too much. It was the the throw to Judy um, on the over. They were playing a cover one robber and Judy had that deep over. And, and you see, as soon as Judy is, is like in line, with that robber, uh, the robber defender, Russ puts it up. So that's telling me he's processing what he's seeing. He understands where to put the ball. It was just a tad over Judy. Uh, Mm -hmm. Judy got tugged a little bit too, but you know, that's football, but it's the fact that he's making those decisions. Um, is there anything, you know, Russ probably isn't going to play in this third preseason game. Yeah. He's probably not going to play. Going into week one, what are what are you wanting to see out of Russ that you didn't see in the preseason? Yeah. Um, I mean, he didn't play too much, you know, and I think I think he played saw in the preseason for the plays that he could do. Yeah. You know, I would like to see more help around him. That's what I'm calling yeah. for. You know, the O linemen improve, running backs improve. Yeah. Uh I see a lot of drops that we we gotta you know he's putting it right there in their hands they gotta catch those balls um, we just can't afford to have those little those letdowns right there you know um, our team isn't uh, we're not as dominant as a team yet to have a lot of those missed key drops so I think Russell did a solid job I think he's definitely improved uh, Coach Sean Payton's gonna call the game that's gonna you know get him in the flow um, help and and use his strengths. So I'm not really worried about them too. I just want everybody to you know, you know, they got to kind of raise their game to be able to continue to help Russ uh, be great. Yeah, they got to be a more cohesive unit going into uh, week one. You talked about the running backs, Javante Williams. He's back. He, he had a, he had himself a pretty nice game in the limited time, but we're still shaking off yeah. some of that Russ. That drop on that screenplay got me good because. He everything was set up and Russ played yeah. that perfectly. He saw what the defense was giving him. He made, you know, whether it was a ghost check 
or whether it was a real check. He made a check at the line and made his alert, and he set up that screen perfectly. If Javante catches that ball and takes off running, that's a huge gain. Uh, maybe even a right. touchdown if he breaks a couple tackles. But, man, Javante Williams being back is going to be huge for the Denver Broncos. Um, Chris, our, our other positive takeaway here, Zach Allen, Jonathan Cooper, we talked about them uh, briefly in the first section. But, man, I can't. When everyone is on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. No matter what you do or what industry you're in, how you communicate is key. Everything you type is equally important to collaboration, and Grammarly can help. Think of it as your AI writing partner, empowering you to communicate effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact in the workplace. 96% of Grammarly users say it helps them craft more impactful writing. And as the gold standard of responsible AI, Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. By understanding your writing and context, Grammarly provides relevant, personalized suggestions. And with tone suggestions, you can navigate even the most difficult work conversations. You can also save time from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds with one click. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said. Done. Jack Allen, Jonathan Cooper. I could not keep my eyes off these guys when I was re-watching this game. Uh, Zach Allen mm -hmm. is just a monster inside. And watching him play just in the preseason is making me so hopeful for guys like Frank Clark, Jonathan Cooper, Baron Browning when he gets back, Randy Gregory. This is going to be an awesome, awesome defensive front. Um, but I, I still feel like there's there's that like alpha edge rusher that we're missing, that mm -hmm. explosive edge rusher. Um, do you think that it's enough that we have Zach Allen and, and these like three or four you know, pretty good edge rushers, or would you like to see the Broncos maybe be aggressive in yeah. this in the cut market or the trade market to maybe see if they can get a top of the line edge rusher? I don't know if there's any available, yeah. but I would say right now the edge rusher is looking solid. You know, so I don't think that's a, a pressing need right now. You know, and D line's looking good. You mm -hmm. know, with defense is forcing turnovers. Yeah, that's one thing that's hard to do. You can't coach. Yeah. Uh, defense uh, forcing turnovers, you know. You got to go out there and make those things happen. And we're and they're doing that every week. Uh, so I would say the biggest question mark would be, you know, losing receivers. Um, I yeah, can see yeah. us probably going out and finding another, you know, you just said we signed another receiver today. Yeah. Yep. But I can see us finding another uh, vet receiver. Hopefully somebody comes on the market um, during the season because we haven't really – Mims hasn't really got a lot of touches. Yeah. to really showcase what he can do. Um, so that's what I'm waiting for. I'm waiting to see what Mims is going to do because, uh, you know, right now, just Judy and Cortland, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah. and uh, Callaway. So after that, you know, it gets really slim. And you need three receivers, uh, yeah. solid receivers in this league. Yeah, and I mean, Humphrey has Humphrey's had his moments here in the preseason, and, and it's good to see because he was a big part of uh, – he was a big part of what Sean Payton was doing down in New Orleans uh, that last year as well, as far as run blocking and and being a, a guy that you know will get you a couple touches in space, uh, but more so mm -hmm. on the special team side. So they need to get him more involved. Kendall, you you said the the injuries to the wide receivers. This is so 
Yeah. So annoying as a, as a fan and as someone who has to break down these, these games, because this is a team that if they had a solid group of, of healthy wide receivers, they would, the offense would be so much better. And, and to your point, Mims has not gotten the snaps that we wanted to see. I'm sure he will be heavy involved in game three. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Taylor Grimes was a guy that we talked about a couple weeks ago. Haven't really heard anything from him. Uh, Montreal mm-hmm. Washington is a guy who we've heard all these things about him in camp uh, performing well with the offense, but we need to see that in game. So are they going mm-hmm. to, you know, are they going to look at the free, at the free agent wide receiver market? Are they going to look at the trade uh, wide receiver market? It's mm-hmm. tough because they don't, they don't have a lot to give. They, they don't have a lot of picks. to yeah, send. And, yeah. You know, you don't want to send more when you already yeah. have a very minimal amount. So it's going to be interesting yeah. to see uh, what they can do. But Chris, our last positive takeaway, and you said it, the defense is creating turnovers. This is a, po- a super yeah. positive sign going into the uh, regular season. And they performed really well in the red zone too. So that's something else to keep an eye. They were already a good red zone team last year. Mm-hmm. That trend is continuing. Uh, but Chris, I, I did want to point something out and you called this, <laughs> you called this so mm-hmm. well, the Broncos mm-hmm. blitzed the crap out of the 49ers. And you said yes. this Vance Joseph is going to bring the heat. And where did he bring mm-hmm. it from? He brought it from the inside linebacker position. Uh, Alex Singleton, yep. Josie Jewell, Drew Sanders was getting in there, man. Mm-hmm. I, I got to say hats off to you. Do you think that this is going to be oh, a yeah. trend? that they continue into the, the regular season. Yeah, man, me knowing coach Joseph, they're, they're being very vanilla and we're still making plays, you know, wow. I'm pretty sure, you know, uh, the, the 49ers vanilla is what they do. Like that's yeah. what they do. Like they're going to run the stretch. They're going to yeah. run bootleg. They're going to get Purdy up out in space, you know, and try to find a tight end. They, that's what they do, you know, yeah. and then they have the play actions, everything off of that. But I think for for uh, that was a great test. Uh, I think we definitely should have got that win. Yeah. Um, but you know our backups haven't been playing up to the par to really really be safe. Yeah. Really, if Russell Wilson goes down, I'm really gonna be scared and nervous. <laughs> you know. So um, right now we haven't we haven't shown right there in the backup part. But I would say that um, Drew Sanders is a guy that I think he's gonna uh, continue to improve. Yeah. Um, I think they probably going to ha- – they're not showing everything of what they're going to use him on. Oh, so no. that's another guy I think we can't sleep on and how Coach Joseph – he's going to have a lot of packages. So yeah. um, he's not showing too much of what they're going to do. He's very – he has a lot of exotic pa- packages that he'll he'll be able to, be able to bring out week one. Yeah, it, I think uh, – I think I did see something about, you know, Sean Payton talking about uh, how they have packages for Drew that – they just haven't shown yet, which I think is awesome. Mm. Can't wait to see those in the regular season. Uh, but Chris, that that's going to do it for our positive takeaways. Our negative takeaways. The mm-hmm. we talked about Virgil and and Kendall Hinton getting injured. Those are big blows uh, to the Broncos' receiving core. Jalen Virgil had a huge catch and run just before halftime in that preseason game. Um, so right, it's going to be interesting to see what they do. They did sign Josh Hammond, who played. In the XFL uh, for the DC Defenders, 34 catches, 331 yards, one touchdown. 
probably just going to be a guy that they bring in for a camp body. Um, but Chris, the, the one negative takeaway that really is irking me is the defensive depth. And we talked before the preseason, we talked about how happy we were that, Oh, the Broncos have this great depth in the, in the secondary now. And they, and we have all this depth of all around the defense and all mm-hmm. these different positions and watching them play on the field is like, this has me concerned because these are guys that are mm-hmm. supposed to be, you know, battling for positions and, and battling for roles. And it doesn't feel like they're battling that much. I mean, two straight losses in albeit in preseason, but two straight losses mm-hmm. in very crucial moments of these games right. late in games. Are you concerned mm-hmm. with the defensive depth specifically in the secondary? Yeah, I am definitely uh, because I think Mathis has been playing solid. Yeah, you know I think we I have tell. a. He's been. I think he's. Uh, he made a couple plays in the game. Um, he's looked like he's on his technique a lot better. Coach Joseph yeah. working on his DB, his fundamentals. So I see him and make an improvement. Um, then we bring Sertan out. Looks the picture looks totally different. Yeah. You know, so hopefully be able to bring. Um, I'm not really too worried about the secondary. You know uh it's a I, I think they should be a top 10 unit if they're not in the top five then you know they'd probably be upset with themselves so yeah. i think it's good that uh bassy he's showing that he's he can yeah. make plays i haven't seen too much from stearns you know maybe that's a good thing uh when you're not getting that much action you know uh you're not he's not getting that much uh you know work going his way maybe that's a good or he's probably not might not be playing too much you yeah. know but um i would say i want to see stearns uh make an impact but those those are issues that uh if if we don't get healthy you know we got to stay healthy you know it's it's very key that we don't we don't have too much uh depth on defense so d-line oh a d-line at every level you know so uh it's going to be key to keep those guys healthy yeah and and you did mention as well the backup quarterback situation if russell wilson does go down you're going to be just as concerned as i am you know, Stidham, in both of these games, I feel like mm-hmm. in the game against Arizona, Stidham did not play well. He did not look good. Mm-hmm. He looked a little bit better against San Francisco, but like mm-hmm. really not that, you know, didn't excite me that much. Danucci looked yeah. better in uh, against the Cardinals, but didn't look as good against San Francisco, but I do love his ability to extend plays. He looked a bit more yeah. mobile than Stidham did, which I think yeah. is is going to be the better compliment. But man, I, I'm a little worried. I'm a little worried right now about the quarterback yeah. situation. Could a could a trade for maybe Trey Lance be in the works? I don't know, but uh, that, you know, something's got to yeah. be done. Something's got to be done about that backup quarterback situation. Um, before we get into no fly zone, Chris game three preseason against the Rams. What are you looking for in this game three, uh, as we head into the regular season of NFL football? Yeah. Oh man. Hopefully uh, I seen JL Skinner out there a little bit. So I'll hopefully yeah. continue to see him get some more game. Um, Drew Sanders, hopefully you can mm-hmm. see him get some more, uh, time out there. Yeah. Um, Mims, I'm looking for him. You know, I'm looking yeah. for him to so hopefully they can get him involved, help them gain some confidence uh, going into the season. You know, uh, the running back, I mean, he's been – he made plays. Yeah. At, I think he muffed one kick. I think 
in, a, yeah, in the had, game. He might have, but he came back and had a big return. Yeah. So if he yeah. can, so right there, you know, he's kind of taking Mims' job on a return job. So yeah. um, he's looking like he has a great chance to make the squad. Um, so uh, I'm just looking out for Mims, you know, and Drew Sanders. I want to see what these young guys are going to do uh, because those are the guys that usually play in the third game. Yeah. You know, you want to try to see what your rookies can do, um, try to get them extra game and get them some confidence going into the season. Yeah, and, and I think uh, I think with Jaleel McLaughlin coming along and, you know, Javante mm-hmm. Williams coming back, Samaje P. Ryan, you know, being the really the veteran in that room, I think the running backs are set. Uh, you know, yeah. it, it can all be said and done for the for the probably running four back. running backs, yeah, probably I, three those three and a fullback. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I think I think uh, he definitely Sean Payton definitely wants to keep that fullback on the roster. That's a big yeah. part of big part of the play action, and, and we saw a lot of oh that, yeah, um, you know, them going to that I form and and really utilizing the fullback in that way. Uh, right. That leads me into my question here. Jonathan Taylor, Colts running back. They gave him permission to seek a trade. Uh, and mm-hmm. apparently they're asking for a first round pick or a package of picks that is equivalent to a first round pick. Do you think it's a good idea for the Broncos to try and trade for no. a, a guy like Jonathan Taylor? Do you think that this is one that maybe they should just sit out and let the rest of the league figure this out? Yeah. Well, if they're offering, if that's what they're asking for, they're going to be sitting there waiting for a long time, <laughs> you know. I don't think anybody in the league is going to offer that, you know, because you got to you got to offer them a pick, and then you have to pay them, right? You're yeah. not just trading them yeah. just to not pay them, you know. he's If he gets traded, he's expecting to get paid, you yeah. know. So um, I don't see this working out. Uh, with If they're asking for a first-round pick, definitely not going to happen. So I can see probably a third – uh, fourth round pick you might be able to get at them and then uh you have to pay them if you're that team so um it's gonna probably the coach owner he looks kind of stubborn in this situation you know you don't <laughs> yeah. look like he's gonna try to budge so uh i don't know what's going on you uh, you know a lot of things been going on with the running backs as we talk with td yeah. but with the way he, he has been their only offensive weapon you know yeah. since ty hilton was there you know so uh they definitely should take care of him, I think. Yeah, I saw I saw some tweet that said uh, it, the Colts looked at you know Justin Fields' performance in his first two seasons without any weapons and said, you know, we're going to do that with Anthony Richardson. I think it's a right. I think it's a bad idea to trade this guy. You know, mm-hmm. we, we talked about the running back value with TD, and it's like you're asking for premier player compensation. Um, but you're not willing to pay this guy as a premier player. That doesn't make sense. So I hope the Broncos stay out of this one. Let the rest of the league figure out the Jonathan Taylor trade. But I feel like the Broncos are good as long as their running backs stay healthy uh, and productive. But now, Chris, Mm -hmm. it is time for us to get in to the no-fly zone, the NFZ. Uh, And only a couple questions for you in this episode. But I, I wanted to know, what was your favorite defensive back, cornerback, safety, defensive back that you watched as you were growing up and you were like, I'm, I'm going to use that guy as a reference for your football? Oh, man. Shoot. T- tons of them. You know, I had uh, 
Dion, of course, uh, yeah. Champ, watching Champ. Um, who else did I have? Man, Rondé Barber just went to the Hall yeah. of Fame. He yeah. was like that premier nickel, you know. Yeah. Um, only difference I would say me and Rondé is that I play a lot more man in the slot compared to he probably played more cover two zone. Yeah. More vision. Um, mm-hmm. That would probably be the difference, you know, different style, different uh, era in which we play more man in the slot. Uh, Nias Williams, uh, he was a guy that was all over the field, play all yeah. over, you know, um, from the Cardinals. He was a guy. Yeah. Oh, let me get one more. Oh, Revis, man. You know, got to put yeah, Revis yeah. on. But I wouldn't say I was a kid watching Revis because Revis is only a couple years older than me. So I would say in college, I started watching Revis because um, yeah. on my headphones. Because I think Revis was, he's probably four or three years older than me. Yeah. So I was watching him in college. He was a guy. Oh, let me find somebody else, man. I know I'm missing somebody. Um, Name some guys, man. Ty, hey, Ty, Law, Ty Law. Definitely love Ty Law's Dante game. Samuel. Yeah. Sante. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm mad they don't got a Sante in the Hall of Fame yet. You know, his numbers, he got like 50-something picks. I know. You know, no telling. It, what, so he, he should be in there soon. He he ended up winning a Super Bowl, right? Yeah, he got. Oh one yeah. With, uh, yeah, he got one with New England. Brady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. So those um, would be my guys, man. I got a lot of. It's a lot of good corners out there, man. Today is a lot of good corners too. So yeah. it's gonna be a competition to see who's gonna be who's gonna be dominant for this next little, you man. know, ten years. I feel like I. This is a this is a good time for corners because I feel like there was a stretch of time. Uh, mm-hmm where it was like there were a couple guys that were pretty good but not like nah you know it's not as like league-wide now mm-hmm. it's like every team has at least one like really good shut down corner and then at least one other guy who's like quietly one of those dudes that like you don't want to mess with that guy like it for yeah. the broncos i mean it's obviously like ps2 and then mathis is that guy that's like quietly you know becoming really really good uh the jets yeah. have you know Jets have sauce and they've got some other guys that are quietly really really good the, the DJ seahawks are, yeah seahawks are yeah. the same boat like they've got a couple of guys that are really good and then they just add witherspoon so it's like if there's a, yeah. a a bevy of riches at the cornerback position now whereas uh, you know just before you got into the league it was all yeah. quiet on the front so it, yeah. it's that kind of turn over into like the the cornerback dominance yeah. right we might have been like the the first team to have like three number ones you know no, no for real I don't, <laughs> yeah for real. you know i don't know how many teams was able to we got lucky being able to have a, a cornerback trio like we did oh, uh man. i think seattle they had you know sherman and uh with cam and earl so they had more yeah. like dominant safeties so yeah. they were kind of different than we played different style of game. You yeah. know, they played more cover three. We played more man. So it was just a different, you know, um, style of defense. I feel like Brandon Browner was Brandon Browner on that Seattle team was that mm-hmm. guy that was like the the secret. You know, like you had Sherman yeah. and then you know Sherman, Cam, and uh, and Earl, and like there's your big three. But then like Browner's still over here like being very dominant on his side guy was like yeah. six he's like six four he's massive he's a massive yeah. corner. like 
just bullying. Sherman like six three two. Sherman's yeah. tall too, you know. Just, you, and then Cam Chancellor's six two, you know. So that's a big defense. And then you got Earl at five right ten, like yeah, <laughs> hitting the hardest out of everybody, you yeah. know, coming out of the middle. So pound that was yeah, pound. I love that like, defense, man. Yeah, that's a that's yeah. a tough defense. Uh, as we saw, the Broncos struggled against them in Super Bowl Forty Eight. Man, but... I watched that live, man. I was like, man, it was hard <laughs> to watch. But me and Vaughn, because you know we didn't play that game, we we're like, man, they out here just we were they... just hurting so bad because they just dominated us so bad on defense. Yeah, that we couldn't just go out there and play, you know, because we we know like we feel like we're two impact players. If we can play in that game, we feel like we're gonna we're gonna make a couple plays to be able to change the game. It's not gonna look like this. At least you know. one or two. And I, I always yeah. try to tell people, like, you got to remember, Von Miller didn't play in that Super Bowl. Chris Harris didn't play yeah. in that Super Bowl. They were, I mean, there were off three, four offensive linemen that were hurt in that game. There yeah. was a lot of things that could have gone different. Wolf didn't play. Yeah. Uh, a lot of guys didn't play. And, yeah. and I mean, I'm, I, I was defeated. The, the first snap, yeah. I was defeated. And then seeing Demarius <laughs> get hit by Cam, I was like, oh, God, this is going to be a long day. Yeah. But, uh, Ah man, it lots of uh, lots of quality defenders, and, and I mean, you growing up in in that area of you know Ty Law and and Darrell, like you got to see a lot of you got to see a lot of dog, like a a lot of gritty cornerback yeah. play uh, in your time. And uh, I mean, I I remember watching guys like Darren Williams, you know, when he was oh, those yeah. couple years at the Broncos. John Lynch was my favorite DB to watch, just because like he just. He came downhill and did not care who was in his yeah. way. He was going to hit you. He's just going to hit you. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, like Champ, Champ was obviously like the the cream of the crop as far as like technique goes, and and you know, oh yeah, watching his coverage styles. So definitely, uh, definitely a lot of dudes that made us into you know the the quality players uh, that we see today. So that is going to do it, Chris. Um, Last thing, the week one matchup that you're most looking forward to outside of the Broncos game, which one are you looking forward to the most? Yeah. Uh, man, uh, I'm going to go with the Cowboys versus Giants. You know, I think that's going to be prime time, uh, two divisional rivals. Um, the Browns and uh, Bengals game is going to be a huge game, division game. Yeah. Just to pop out the man. season. Broncos Shelby's- game, division game. You yeah. know, uh, when you start, when you pop out like with a division game, those are like championship games. Yeah. Because they count games. for two. So yeah. you got to, you got to approach that like you're playing for, uh, you know, you're playing for a championship when you have those um, divisional games. So um, the, anytime you play the Raiders, you know, it's a rival game. So, man, it's going to be some, even the Giants, Cowboys, you know, those are, those are rival games. So um, it's going to be a good week one. Yeah, it's going to be a really strong week one. Uh, shout out to former Broncos Shelby Harris playing with the uh, Cleveland Browns. That's going to be mm. interesting. Let's let's hope that Shelby gets at least one sack and one batted pass on Joe Burrow or whoever is starting at quarterback for the Bengals if Joe Burrow yeah. can't go. Uh, but we'll be on the lookout for all of the former Broncos. Oh, players. man, Joe Burrow's hurt. Man, I'm yeah. going to take that pick back. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, Cowboys. We'll go Cowboys Giants. and Giants. There's, there's the rivalry. Yeah. <laughs> Say, I mean, we'll get to see Saquon. Uh, you know, we'll get to see Dak and and 
you know, some of those new offensive pieces. Deuce Vaughn is looking yeah. fun for the Cowboys. Uh, all five yeah. foot six of him, you know, it's going to be a fun matchup to watch, man. I, I'm really excited. Yeah. Football is almost here. It's going to be a good time. That is going to do it for this episode of Let's Ride with Chris Harris Jr. I am Patrick Coyote. Make sure that you're following us on Twitter at Chris Harris Jr., at Patrick Coyote, at Believe Network. Make sure that you subscribe to this podcast on whatever podcast platform you're listening to. And Broncos country, until next time, let's ride. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.